Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? Um, this was Memorial Day weekend, so it was restful. What did you do this weekend? We celebrated Harrison, so he will be two on Thursday, I think. Yeah, Thursday is, is the 3rd of June, so he'll be two on the 3rd of June. So we had a weekend birthday celebration for him. And so now I am worn out, but I did rest yesterday. I didn't do anything yesterday except for sit there, watch TV, binge watch. Not if loving you is wrong. Um, what is that other topic? period. The haves and the have-nots. And you know, I had not watched the haves and had have-nots for a lot of seasons ago, like a long time ago. And it's so good. It's so good. Well, I'm going to have to start binge watching with you because I have not watched it since probably season one. But yeah, I will get to that. Well, thank you guys for coming out to our birthday no. extravaganza. You have to make it extravagant like the party was. You can't just say, oh, <laughs> and, and by the way, you're welcome. I would never, I would not have been anywhere else. But you have have to like give some detail, Nicole. Okay, so so I felt like all weekend I was sort of like plan B in it, right? Because all of a sudden my event planner starts to text me on Thursday, like it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. So we have to change everything. We have to move everything from outside to inside. And I'm like, oh, okay, what am I gonna do? And she's like, okay, can you clear your living room? So I'm sitting here plotting like, how am I gonna get the furniture out of my living room? Where are we gonna put it? And she was like, well, you can put it in the garage. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not putting my furniture in the garage because I was sitting there thinking I have to get my furniture through how many doors two doors to get into the garage so I'm like no I'm gonna just pile it into my bedroom and just let it sit there so I was like I'm gonna stop stockpiling into my bedroom and let it sit there so that we can have the living room clear so that's what we did all weekend like trying to find a plan b so just so you guys know it was a three-day weekend yes we planned a three-day weekend for a two-year-old birthday yes that's what we did okay yes we only have one child he is a golden child. I'm not having any more children. So I thought, hey, let's go ahead and do it. Right. So Friday we were supposed to go to the zoo. Well, because of the rain, we rescheduled the zoo and we went to the trampoline park instead. And lo and behold, it rained for like two seconds. 
<laughs> so those tickets that I pay for the zoo that I can't be refunded and I have to use for another day? Yeah, I could have used those, but whatever. And then Saturday, we had the party at my house, which is like a little mini family and friends gathering at the house. And by which, little, she means how many people? I think we only had like 55 people, maybe 55, something like that. Okay. So that's not right. That's That sounds about right. Yeah, not terribly tiny. Let, let me say this. We have 53 people that actually RSVP'd and y'all know we don't want to do right. I I'm one of those don't want to do right. You did have to have to call me and ask me. I, no, but at least you you actually did let me know in RSVP. There were people that I did not know were coming through the door until they came through the door. Really? Huh. Girl. <laughs> family. Family. Oh, you got to love them, though. You got to love your family. <laughs> anyway. And then Sunday, we all went to the water parks. We went to the water park in Spring, Texas. And that was an adventure. Harrison had a blast at all three events. So we had a, at the party, we had this like ball pit in the living room, if you would. We had a bar, open bar. It was bar. a hit. It was we a hit. We had an open bar at a two-year-old party because there were more adults than there were kids. So yes, we had an open bar. And I'm pretty sure the adults appreciated that uh, their, their glass of uh, tequila or whatever they had at the bar while they watched their kids jump into this ball pit. So it was a slide down into a ball pit. And then outside we had like this sort of jumpy, I guess like moonwalk thing, if you will, that slid down into a pool. It was a moon bounce slide. So that's it what it moon is. Moon yeah. bounce and then it's you slid down into a pool of water at the bottom. It was really dope. Yeah. So Harrison had fun. Harrison had fun. And Mickey came to visit. Yes, it was super dope. And for those of us who did not have kids that were the adults at the party, we appreciated the open bar. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Well, you know, my favorite thing about the party was actually the snow cones. Really? The snow cone truck. Oh, my God. I could eat snow cones all day or as we call them in Louisiana, snowballs. Yes. All day. Snowballs. So, so let me tell you something. You gave my husband a snowball and I was like what is that weird green stuff in your mouth and he was like oh I ate this he's like is it gone I was like no your mouth is just green it's gonna be green all day <laughs> and it probably was green all day yeah it was it was absolutely but it was super fun but you know we were supposed to have hula dancers there Pool of dancers. I yeah, mean, you had the, be- the man on the steel drums. Like, it was official, you guys. Like, this was an official, official, official party. Like, if you thought kid luau party, it was like adult luau party with kid fun on the side. Kid games on the side. Yeah. Yeah. But our uh, our little luau hula dancers did not come. And I paid good money for them. Well, I hope they're giving you your good money back. Listen, I, matter of fact, now that we're talking about it, I need to call them tomorrow to say, Run me back my money because they were supposed to refund me. I guess, you know, this is the first business day. So I'll wait another business day to see if they refunded me. But tomorrow I'm calling them. Where my money at? Yes. Run me my, run me my coins back. Run me my coins. Let me tell you something though. I shout out to the men that came to pick up the bouncy moon bounce thing. First of all, let me tell you, this moon bounce thing was about the height of the house. So it's not, we're not talking a little moon bouncy thing. It's huge, huge moon bouncy thing, right? It was big. These men broke this moon bounce thing down in five minutes, I think. I think it was five minutes, five whole minutes. The pool was empty. The moon bounce was collapsed, rolled up and on a little dolly on its way to the the vehicle. Like that was some very efficient breaking down of big bouncy house moon bounce slide. Yeah, but now my grass looks a mess from all the water in the backyard. Don't worry. The man said it'll dry up with the sun. Whatever. <laughs> that My yard was still a little damp yesterday and it didn't rain, but it's supposed to rain all week. So our grass will look a mess at least for another week or two. Yeah, and then, it'll, you know, that once that summer Texas heat comes, 
It'll be nice and dry. Don't worry. We'll see. James is talking about he has to reseed the. I'm gonna have to put some seed out here because of this. He's already complaining about the grass. Oh, poor James. Did y'all have fun in Houston though? Um, yeah. So I won't tell you about my debacle because it was super fun. It was super exciting to see everybody, but. It took us way too long to get there, number one. I think I told you this, right? I think we were supposed yeah, to leave at I, 7 a.m. and didn't end up leaving until like 2.30 in the afternoon and didn't up, end up getting there until pretty much the next day almost, right? Like, wasn't it almost the next day? Yeah, yeah. So, early, early in the morning. Yeah. So then I asked some people like, hey, where should I go for brunch, right? And we end up somewhere where we will not name the place, but we'll, let's just say outside of this place, and this is nowhere near, this is what I get for venturing off. This is nowhere near where I was supposed to be, right? So I ventured off and the sign on the place said no guns and no nudity. And as my husband said, if there is a place that requires a sign that say no guns and no nudity, it should be no us attending this place. So we didn't, we did turn around and leave, but Ken was a little upset that I made him pay $20 for parking for us to just turn around and leave. But nonetheless, and then we found like a little, you know, a chill spot. It was kind of outdoors. It was kind of cute. And then we came over to your house. But that's really all we saw of Houston. That's it. Did y'all do anything Sunday before you left? Uh Oh, we got food at Papado's. That was oh, it. Oh, I love Papado's. You can never yeah. go wrong with Papado's. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Papado's. I took the food on the plane, though. <laughs> on the plane? Yeah, girl, we had to catch the flight. You know, remember Ooh. when you called me, I was literally just opening my eyes. Remember that part? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that when I left your house, you were asleep. I probably was. Let me tell you something. Like, I was worn out this week. And my uncle was like, oh, Nicole, are you awake? Are you awake? And he kept saying, are you snoring? I'm like, no, I'm not snoring. I hear everything you say. Everybody always thinks if you want to rest your eyes a little while, all of a sudden you're snoring. No, I hear you. I wasn't snoring. You sound like the old folk, Nicole. They're like, no, I'm not asleep. I'm just resting my eyes a little. I was resting my eyes. I was tired. Every night I rested my eyes on that on the corner of that sofa. And I went to sleep, basically. And then woke wake up at like one in the morning. Let me tell you oh. something. Harrison is a ball of fun. A ball of fun. Let me tell you, he was like, as soon as he realized that I was up for playing tag, he was like, oh, and he tells you, chase me, chase yep. me. <laughs> yep. And then I was like, I got tired, right? So I was like, I got to play a trick on a two-year-old. So I was like, roadblock. So like, you can't go this way. And he was like, roadblock. And then turned around, outsmarted me, ran the other direction. I was like, whew. <sighs> he was wearing me out. But it was fun though. Between he and Sophie, I had a ball. Well, I'm glad that you got to meet the fan family, both sides of the family, yes. James's family and my family. Yes, I got to meet James's sisters and we had some interesting conversation that maybe we'll bring up on the podcast. And then I got to meet Tiffany and I was like, oh my God, Tiffany. And she was like, remember when we were talking on the sofa and she was like, wait a second, like literally this is you all in, in real life. Like this is how you all talk to each other. And we're like, yeah, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> how we talk to each other. Unfortunately, we don't have a put on. So this is who we are. So Janine, what is on your timeline this week, dear? Okay, so Nicole, I don't even know how I feel about this one, but we're going to go here because the people, they're just forcing that they just keep poking and asking. So we're going to go here. So I'm sure that you've seen this video of this young lady who gets down on one knee in her cute little dress to propose to her boyfriend. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. While her video went viral, she's not the only one. There is now a trend of women proposing to their men. So it used to be apparently, which I didn't even know this prior to doing 
doing research for this episode, but it used to be that on leap day, I guess February the 29th, was the only time that a woman was to propose. Why? I don't know. I didn't care enough. I wasn't interested in proposing to a man, so I didn't care enough to do the research as to why, but that used to be the case. Now, that's not what's going on. Now it's hashtag, he said yes. It's not because it's Pride Month. So let me just tell you that. So more and more women are proposing to the men these days, and some are proclaiming that it's because they're feminists, while others have more practical reasons, like they make more money, they're more financially stable. And then some women are just plain old tired of waiting. So they just decide, hey, if he's not going to propose, I'm going to do it for him. Here's the thing. If we've learned nothing else, we should know at this point that nothing that is quote unquote traditional is sacred anymore. Nobody is sticking with these traditions. People are doing whatever it is that they want to do. Some people think that only men should propose. Some people think women should propose. A lot of people think whoever is the first person to want to be married should propose. Look, I'm not here to tell people who should propose first, who shouldn't propose first. At the end of the day, we should not be worried about the way that people are, are getting married, who they're getting married to, the method of the wedding. None of that really matters. The wedding day itself, none of that really matters. What matters is that people have a healthy relationship and that the people that are getting married love one another. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't be concerned about who proposes to who or what the wedding looks like or how they got married, who was there. None of that's important. What's important is that there's a healthy relationship between two people. And our goal should be to have healthy, fruitful relationships, regardless of who asked the other person to marry them. What do you think, Nicole? I think that that is BS. I don't think that women should be. Listen, y'all know that I'm from the South. Let me say this. I am from the South. And I know that we are trying to be gender fluid. And we are trying to not have gender roles because of that. But I still do believe in gender roles. I don't know. I just, I do. I'm old fashioned when it comes to that. And I don't knock people. Boy, I guess I am sort of kind of knocking them. <laughs> I mean, I listen, if you propose to your man and y'all are happy, great. But I just don't want women to get to the, get in their minds like, oh, well, it's okay for me to propose when I'm ready and he'll be ready too. Because all men don't like that. Some men actually want to take the lead. Because my thing is, if you're proposing and you're taking on that role, to me, you're, you're taking on the role of the man, which means that you're going to uphold that household. So if you're proposing because you make more money than him, are you saying that you're going to take care of the house and he's going to stay at home? I, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just me. Okay, so let me tell you this. My view about what I think is right and wrong is for in general is not the same view that I have for my personal relationships. So let me preface what I'm about to say with that, right? So that I don't sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my neck. I what I believe that people should be able to do and allowed to do without consequence is very different than what I feel is acceptable in my relationships. So there's your forewarning, okay? So before you all come for me, I already done told you. Now, here we go. I believe in general that if you want to pursue the things that you want in life, you should be able to do it. I don't think that you, there should be a stigma for women to propose to men, because look, if that if we keep hollering equal rights, equal rights, equal rights, then you should have the right to propose if that's what you want to do without stigma. Do I think that they should be women should be expected to propose? No. Do I think that men should be expected to propose? No. If that is what you are comfortable with in your relationship, then go for it. Right. But there are a couple 
couple of things that I have to think about in saying that, right? The one thing that I know is that grown men are very capable of making decisions. And when men want to make a decision, they do it. When men see something that they want, they go for it, right? Oftentimes, that's like a badge of honor for them. So you taking the lead to propose, as Nicole said, could really emasculate the man, right? You could be putting him in a situation where even if you aren't saying, hey, I want to take control of the household, you could be putting him in a situation where he feels like he has to be subservient, even if that's not generally what you mean by proposing. I don't want to get too, like, you know, super religious, but... He who finds. Hello. And let's talk about this for a second. Marriage is almost like a rite of passage for, for both men and women, but more so for men, right? Because once you get married, the Bible says you're supposed to leave and cleave, right? Cleave. You're supposed to leave your, your father and your mother's house and cleave to your wife, right? When you're ready to do that, if you're then basically, I don't want to say forced into it, but if a woman asks you to marry them, then are you leaving and cleaving? Or are you kind of going from one set of apron strings to the next? I'm just asking that I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just asking if that could possibly be the situation. Not making any suggestions one way or the other. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's all I'm asking. I just, I don't know. I just feel like when you take on that role, I feel like some women are doing it because they're tired of waiting on a man. And so they're like, okay, I'm going to, he's going to either poop or get off the pot, right? Mm -hmm. So if he ready, we ready. If he ain't ready, he got to go because he's wasting my time. But I think that you can have that conversation and set your expectations to say, listen, because when I, when, when James and I dated, I, I told him that when we met, I said, you know what? You will know if you want to marry me within two years. And if you don't, I'm bouncing like straight up, like. Like, hey, listen, I'm getting older. I ain't got no time to waste. If you're not looking for something serious, you can move on. You can tell, you can set that expectation. Now he proposed 10 months afterwards because he knew what he had. He knew what he had. Amen. But what I'm saying is, if you feel like, you know what, it's time for us to settle down and get a lot more serious than we are, then why not have that conversation? Like, hey, what do you think about marriage? Hey, could you see us getting married? Like have those conversations so that he knows that you're moving in the direction of marriage. And if he tells you, oh, I never want to get married or I'm not ready for marriage, then you got to make some decisions. You can't just say, well, I'm going to force him to make a decision and propose. And I'm not saying that women are doing that because of that reason. But if you are, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I think that you're trying to force somebody to do something, trying to force somebody to be with you that don't really want to be with you. And then they may say yes, and they really not into being with you. So then you have somebody in a marriage that doesn't want to be there and you can get divorced anyway. Yeah. And it's about timing, though, isn't it, though, Nicole? Like. Yeah. Just because someone does not doesn't feel that they're ready to marry you right now does not mean that they are not ever going to want to marry you. But again, a man has to be ready. Like there's so much more that I feel like a man has to prepare himself for. Because let's be honest, no matter how much we want to sit here and say gender roles, gender roles, gender roles, gender roles, gender roles, if a woman is not able to take care of herself, she can survive a whole lot longer in these streets than if a man is not able to take care of himself, right? Mm -hmm. If a man is not able to take care of himself and put a roof over his wife's head and food on the table, then he's a bum. But if a woman's not able to do it, they're just looking at her like, oh, she's a kept woman. It's very different. It's very different. And until we're willing to give up the, the opportunity to not be responsible for everything, I don't know that you want to give up this. But again, look, do what you want. Ask the man to marry you if you like. I'm just saying over here for Janine and her house, she not asking no man to marry her. We gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend for the rest of our days if you sat here and waited on me to ask you. That's all I'm saying. But 
But my thing is, again, if you go and ask a man to marry you, to me, because a man is going to marry you when they're ready, right? When they feel like they can support the household, when they can support you as as, as his wife, right? Mm-hmm. But if you take on that onus, again, you're going to have to step up. Yeah. If he don't, if he's not ready or if he hasn't excelled to the level he wants to be in his job, guess what? You're going to support that. If you want a certain house, you know how to buy that. And and I'm not saying that you can't build that together, but I feel like the person who steps up and says, I'm ready to create a home and I'm ready to be serious and marry you. To me, the onus is on you. Mm-hmm. So if you propose, that means that you are taking responsibility for that household. That's just my two cents. Let me tell you something. I take that my husband is my covering very seriously. And I'm not interested in taking that responsibility because if that's the case and I have to be responsible for everything in the household, then then I start questioning why I need to be married to begin with. Because if I'm taking care of everything and I'm responsible for everything, then why am I marrying you? Because we can just be friends forever and I can be responsible for me and you can be responsible for you and we can mm-hmm. hook up and do what we need to do when we need to do it. Right. I'm not trying to have kids, so I don't need that. I don't need to get married to do that. So my question is, what would be the purpose if we're not connecting and becoming one and then you are now the head of the household? What are we doing this for? Entertainment? Yeah, yeah entertainment. Because you can you can uh, meditate and masturbate. Go back and listen to the episode from last week. Hello. <laughs> Exactly Speaking of meditating, masturbate, side note. So I was sending pictures of Harrison to my mother-in-law and uh, my mother-in-law and two of my sister-in-laws. And I happened to send them the flyer for last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Completely hilarious. My sister-in-law sent me a video of my mother-in-law's reaction to my, it said solo sex is good for you. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> listen to the episode for, for context, please. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious, though. That is hilarious. But no, though, Nicole, don't. But then also, don't you think like you kind of lose that moment, right? Like it's that moment of like, oh, I'm engaged. Like I literally remember exactly how I got engaged. I remember exactly what happened. And I remember running down the hallway of a hotel like a banshee because I was like, oh, my God, I'm engaged. Like I'm somebody wants to marry me. Right. Like not that I didn't mm-hmm. think anybody wanted to marry me, but it's that feeling. And like, why would you want to take that away? And I think it's a proud moment for the guy too, right? Like, don't you think? Yeah, you got the prize. Exactly. So I don't know. I just feel like we should just leave things as they are. But again, if you are a woman and want to be, want to do proposing, feel free. But I'm... Well, let me tell you this. Like the, the reason that we even talking about this because of the little Instagram post that, you know, pretty much went viral of the girl. I don't know if they were at the zoo. I don't know where they were, but she was in a little dress down on one knee. And if you're going to do it, wear pants. That's all I have to say. Don't scrape your knees on the concrete for these men. Wear pants. Yeah. And he looked a little surprised. I mean, I guess she's supposed to be surprised. He was surprised. She was like, what is she doing? Yeah, because it was like, is this real? And that's the other thing. Like, maybe it's me, but like, I don't know. My pride would be a little bit bruised. Right. Like, you didn't think enough of me to get on one knee, but I'm going to get down here. But look, let me tell you something. I do know a couple of people, a couple of women who have proposed to their significant other, meaning their their husband. They've proposed to a man. Um, and I'm specifying because obviously I know women that have proposed to their significant other that are female.
emails, but I'm but proposed to a man and I'm just going to say none of them worked out. So I don't know. That's just mm. my corner of the world. I'm not saying that that's how it always happens. Look, if y'all have a story of how that works out, please write us, tell us. We want to hear about it because the stories of my corner of the world, those marriages end in divorce. All right, Johnny, let's talk through some scenarios. Why don't we? Let's do it. All right. So our first letter says, Nicole and Janine, I've been with my boyfriend now for six years. We talk about marriage all the time. Our relationship is great from my perspective. We had one breakup in our six year history about two and a half years ago. At that time, we weren't seeing eye to eye and broke up for a few months. I believe we had issues because I didn't have time and had difficulty balancing my MBA program and our relationship. Since we've been back together, I feel that our relationship is stronger than ever. It's so good that I can see myself marrying him. We don't have traditional roles in our relationships. He cooks and cleans just as much as I do, and I take out the trash. We've been living together now for a year, and I'm tired of shacking up. I know he loves me. I'm thinking about asking him to marry me. My friends have discouraged me, but I think the timing is right. Plus, I'm three months pregnant and would like to tell him after he says yes. Do you think this is a good idea? I'm not frozen. Now, look, we done already put the cart before the horse. I feel like you should probably tell him that you're pregnant first before we talk about proposing. And I say that because of this. You know that you're pregnant. He does not have all of that information. That information could be very vital to what his answer to this question would be. I say that you do not let it go and say, oh, I'd like to marry you. And by the way, I'm pregnant. That's like a ready-made family instantly. That's a lot of life changes really quickly. It's a lot to get used to really quickly. And if it were me, I would rather have all of the information up front. That's just me personally. Girl, I say you tell him, hey, we're expecting and then see how he responds to that. Because if you ask this man to marry you and he says yes, and then you tell him that you're expecting and he has an adverse reaction to that, you might as well just go ahead and pack your bags and send yourself to prison. Because I know that that's where I should go if somebody did that to me. Because I would be ready to take that man's head off. Give him all the information first, please. Because this, I I just don't see this going well. When you say, hey, will you marry me? And he says, yes, I'll marry you. And then you say, oh, and by the way, we're having a baby. No, let him know y'all are having a baby first and see how he responds to that. And then see if you still want to marry that same man. All I'm saying. I don't know, Janine. I mean, I almost feel like, because I mean, think about it. What if, what if she's like, you know what? If he accepts me and he wants to marry me, then I'll have this baby. But if he doesn't want to marry me, then our relationship is in the series as, as, it, as I thought it was and I don't need to have the baby. Maybe she's thinking along that line. Well, maybe so, but that's not what she said in the letter, so I'm only going based on what she said in the letter. If that is the case, if she's if she is hinging whether she's going to keep this child based on whether he says yes to their marriage, then that's a very different response. Obviously, then yes, you can do it like that. But I would say, see how he responds first because, you know, tough situations bring out who people really are. And if you think you want to marry him now, now, you tell him he has a kid on the way, see how he responds to that. Now, if he gives you some some dope boy response, like, so what you plan on doing about it? Now, see if you still want to marry him. Would you? Yeah, no. So, again, this is where selectivity with our vaginas come back in at because Preaching. my thing is don't be having a baby with anybody that you know is not going to marry you, okay? So, I'm not saying that you have to be married to have children, but if you're like, maybe he will marry me, maybe he won't, like, you should know. Um, you should know that 
somebody serious about you, um, serious enough, if you were to ask them, that they would say yes. So let's start there. Number two, I do agree with Janine. You need to let this man know about this baby first. Let's take it in bite-sized pieces. So let's figure out about the baby because you're not going to plan a wedding and the baby at the same time. Babies are expensive. So unless you're going to the justice of the peace to get married real, real quick, which he may say that if he finds out that you're expecting, he may say, let's go and get married. Let's do this thing right. And let's not shack up anymore. A lot of people get engaged when they're pregnant, okay, because they want to bring a child into a marriage. So that would be an opportunity for him to step up and go ahead and ask you instead of you having to ask him. So I would say definitely let him know first, then let him take the time to step up. Then y'all have the conversation about what you should do. If he needs a nudge, you know, what, you know, what should we do? You know, should we go ahead and get married? Like, are you thinking we should do that? Like have that conversation after you tell him about the baby and then let him step up, you know, nudge him a little bit and then let him step up. Hopefully you didn't do this girl just to trap him though. Okay. So hopefully you didn't get pregnant just so he would marry you because y'all have been together for six years and you never got lost in the sauce and you never got pregnant. And now all of a sudden you're three months pregnant because the everything's going so good. You can see yourself marrying this man. So hopefully you did not do this to trap this man. So I'm going to just say that you didn't. Okay. And if you didn't, I would say, Tell them about the baby first, plan for the baby. Unless you're going to go to the justice of the peace, you're going to wait until after the baby gets here to then get married, right? Because you're not going to be pregnant in your wedding dress. Can't get a wedding dress that fast. You're already three months. You'll be showing about that time. Mm-hmm. So take it in, in, in bite-sized pieces is what my advice would be. Girl, you done got yourself in a situation. We wish you the best though. Yeah, all the best. But um, I would not, once I'm carrying somebody's child, that's the gender role, right? He can't carry a baby. Mm-hmm. So you got to allow him to provide and step up to the plate. So I... I would say, let's see how he mans up about this baby and then let him step up to the plate. And I'm not saying it would be bad for you to ask him, but what you going to get down on one knee pregnant? I mean, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, no, don't do that. We're not doing that. We will accept if you decide to propose, but we don't want you down on one knee pregnant. Take it from Mm -hmm. the maternal fetal medicine specialist herself. That's not good for you, girl. That's not Not good. good. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No. Oh, by the way, there was a couple that got engaged in my office. Did I tell you that? No. Got engaged in my office like a week and a half ago. Did the woman ask or the man ask? No, the man asked. He actually came like three hours before the appointment and asked to speak to me. And I was like, what does this man want? He's like, Dr. Plenty, I need your help. This is the ring I bought and this is the gift I bought and this is this. So then we like set everything up. I was like telling my MA, like, this is what time you're going to come in with the balloons. And this is what time you're going to do X, Y, and Z. It was awesome. Oh, now see that, see that shows effort and initiative. And that's when you know that somebody wants to be with you because she already pregnant and taking care. Once she's at your office, she's pregnant and the baby is coming. Whether whether you want to be married or not. And he, he was like, you know what? I got to, I got to let this woman know that's carrying my child that I want to be with her forever. That's why I said, girl, go ahead and tell that man go ahead and tell that man that you're pregnant and see how he responds don't right. waste Just your wait. time don't waste yeah. your time he'll get he'll get either like nicole said he'll either poop or get off the pot always saying all right jenny what's your story okay this one says dear nicole and johnny i think i'm gonna have to propose to my boyfriend then she says ladies before you judge please hear me out i'm a biracial black
black woman. My mother is Vietnamese and my father is black. I was raised by my mother and until recently, I never knew my father. While I've always known that I'm black, my mother and grandparents have made it very clear that they wanted me to marry a Vietnamese man. My boyfriend and I have been best friends for 20 plus years and we've been dating for 10. We even live together. Here's the thing. He's not Vietnamese. He's black. Back in 2004, when we graduated from college, he proposed to me the first time. Not wanting to deal with my family's drama, I declined, saying it would be difficult for me to be married while I was in grad school. After grad school, he proposed again, and I let him down easy again. In 2018, he lost his mother, and he proposed again. This time, he told me he would not do this again if I turned him down. Unfortunately, I did not have the courage to say yes. Last year, we moved in together during the quarantine. After all of the terrible things that happened last year, I realized that I don't want to risk spending my life without him. I started going to therapy and am working through my issues with my parents and my family. I know he wants to be married and so do I, but I know he's not going to propose to me again. Should I propose or have I just lost my chance? Lisa. Lisa, you are the exception to the rule. Okay, so you need to propose to this man. Listen, I don't know a man. So a man is not a black man. Listen, he is not about to propose to you again. He's done it three three different times. And so big up for him. Three times. Three different times. So uh, no, ma'am, he's not going to propose again. Like he is not going to propose again. So the fact that y'all are even together after you turn him down three times is amazing because most black men, once you get, once you hurt that ego, honey, they are out of there. They are never going to be serious with you. I'm surprised he hasn't left, especially if he wants to get married. If he he's 2004. So he graduated a year before us, Johnny. Right. So that means that he is in his late 30s. He wants some babies. He's about to leave you if you don't if you don't propose. He's leaving you. <laughs> He's going to leave you. So I would say if you want this man and you're not going to be ashamed of this man, then you need to propose. And you need to it need to not be one of those like little, you know, cheapy, keepy, weepy proposals. Like you need to actually do it big because you let this man down three times. It needs to be a proposal extravaganza and don't wear a dress, wear pants. But you need to Amen. you need to propose. OK, how about a feminine pantsuit, though? Let, let him know that you still want him to have that gender role. Right. But you do need to propose. It can be something romantic with with, you know, just the two of you guys, you can rent out a restaurant or something or bring in a caterer inside and a violinist, but it needs to be some special type stuff. Okay. Because you've let this man down three times. So you are definitely the acceptable. I would definitely say you need to propose. So I agree with you, Nicole. And I would say, oh my goodness, I would never think that a woman should propose, but girl, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. You she turned him up. down three times and at three pivotal moments in his life. And the last one, after his mother passed away. After his mama died, girl, I could slap you. I don't, let me tell you something. First of all, you have a unicorn. Because like Nicole said, I don't know too many men that are going to let their ego get bruised. Not once, mm -hmm. not twice, but three times. And then on three top times. of that, a black man that let his ego get bruised. And then at, a, at such a pivotal moment in his life when his mother passed away. Girl, the fact that he's still even speaking to you is a miracle. You have a unicorn and girl, go ahead and get on your knee and propose in your pantsuit, okay? Because this is... 
girl. The fact that he that in quarantine, he was like, okay, let's get together. He's not y'all have been friends for 20 plus years and together in a relationship for 10 years. And he's sat and gone through all of this with you. I mean, this is a lot, girl. But if you're going to be ashamed of him, because it seems like there's some deep rooted racism in the family and maybe it's not racism. Maybe it's just like I call it cultural bias. Right. Because I have a I have friends that are Indian and they their family wants them to marry another Indian man or that are from, you know, the Vietnamese and want them to marry a Vietnamese man. I get that that cultural thing, not necessarily racism, but there's definitely a cultural bias there. So you need to make sure that you are going to be strong enough to say this is my husband and I chose him and you are going to be okay telling your family they need to shut up and get out your business because they are going to judge, especially if you have a family that really wants you to marry somebody that is Vietnamese. It sounds like your mother's relationship with your father probably gave them a bad taste in their mouth Mm -hmm. because it said you said that you didn't know your father, but you can't let your parents situation get in the way of you finding true love because clearly this isn't the one that's going to run out on you. I don't know what happened with your father. It doesn't say doesn't say if he ran out. It doesn't say if he knew that you were there. It just said that you didn't know him until recently. So I'm not going to make any judgment towards your father. But what I'm saying is, if that is the case, we cannot allow that to stand in the way of you being in love. Y'all been together 20 plus years, basically attached to the hip, it seems. Girl, if you don't go ahead and get this man, because he didn't already express to you three times. He's made it clear to you three times that he wants to be with you and stuck around after you declined him all three times. Girl, that man has already proposed. You now need to get on board because we all on the same page. We on the page with him. You come on with us, Lisa, please. Lisa, I could shake you. I mean, how did you turn this man down after his mama died? I don't know. That Let me tell you something. I think that you should be with what's going to make you happy. And he mm-hmm. seems like an upstanding guy. You didn't have you didn't say anything negative about him. He seemed to be super patient. He see, I mean, from the letter, I don't see anything, any reason why you shouldn't propose. Because this is this is on you, girl. That's on you. No, tell us something. Like, does he not have a job or something? Does he have bad oh. breath? But you wouldn't have been with him that long. I- anyway, you. Right. Yeah. And y'all have moved in together. You live in together you might as well might as well yeah all right johnny what did you learn new this week so according to glamour poll of 500 men a third of the men think that whoever wants to propose should propose first but 63 percent of the men 63 percent thought that it is the man's role to propose. I'm surprised it wasn't higher than that. What, that men thought that it's the man's turn? Yeah. Well, I think that some men just kind of feel like, you know, they, you know, men go with the punches. They, you know, some men are just like, whatever. I can't get on with this trend, though, but I I, feel you. Yeah. Okay, so what did you learn new this week? So I learned that uh, in heterosexual married couples, about 5% uh, were proposed to by women. 5% of men were proposed to by the wife in in, uh, these uh, married couples. Heterosexual married couples, obviously. Uh-huh. And how <laughs> and how many of those marriages lasted? I wonder. No, these are these are marriages. This is from Brides.com. Okay. These are people that made it to their five years. Okay. But you see the number is only five percent. Yeah, I hope those those women proposed on Lee Day. <laughs> yeah, your little tradition that I just learned about. I did not know that. Yeah, me either. But I mean, what else? That's my learn something new as well. I'm not interested. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm not here for proposing to a man. I'm not. Unless you are like Lisa, meaning you've already already been proposed to by the same man and you want to go and do a double take. Okay. I get you. That's the exception to the rule. Absolutely. And other than that, 
you on your own. We're not going to say don't do it, but we're, you're just on your own with the consequences. God gives us all free will. Do with do with it what you please. Now, I did also learn from Match.com that 95% of men would be up for a woman to make the first move, though. That's not the same as marriage, though. I was about to say, making the first move is kind of saying like, hey, I think that you're interesting, right? Like, I'm not going to hurt your feelings if you come talk to me. That's the like, hey, I might give you eyes across the room. That's the first move. That's- no, this is talking about kiss, asking out on a date, etc. Not the hint nudge. I'm not doing it either. What? I would. If I were single and I saw somebody I was interested in, I'd be like, hey, bartender, go send him a drink for me. No, I would make, here's the thing. I think that there's an art of making it known that you're available. I think there's an art to that. Without you making the first move, there's an art to it. Like there's an art to saying like, I'm available. I could potentially be interested, but I'm not about to be the aggressor to you. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. That just ain't what how Janine is built. She's just not. I'm, I'm here for a little flirt. I'm here for a little flirt if I'll, I were single. I'll flirt, but I don't want to make the first flirt. Like I want to know that you're interested before I'm flirting. That makes sense? It does. It does. So the motivational moment for today comes from Zendaya. And she said, I have standards. I don't plan on lowering for anybody, including myself. So ladies, whether you do the proposing or get proposed to, make sure you choose someone up to your standards. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.